We've all seen a museum exhibit or an Instagram post in June that commemorates the Stonewall riots and their place in LGBTQ history. But did you know that there are museums and archives devoted exclusively to the experiences of queer and trans people throughout history? Or that curators, scholars, and educators around the world are creating work that centers LGBTQ voices from the past and present in ways that drive new conversations around queer and trans history. Let's get into it. Hi, I'm Danielle. And I'm Bo. We're from the American Social History Project at the CUNY Graduate Center. And this fall, we're launching a podcast that explores queer public history called Making Queer History Public. We're going to be looking at archives, museums, public art, education initiatives, and more, all to see how queer and trans histories are getting told, how LGBTQ people are pushing public history narratives forward, and where you can go to learn more about queer and trans-led projects and experiences. Here's a preview of our first episode on archives when we talked to Stephen Fullwood, the founder of the In the Life Archives at the Schomburg Center for Research in Black Culture. My name is Stephen G. Fullwood, and I founded the In the Life Archive. What inspired me to do was really started with my own collection, materials I had been collecting for years. I'm originally from Toledo, Ohio, and I moved to New York City to begin working at the Schomburg in February of 98. And what I found here was a community of folks. And there were a smaller community in Ohio, but largely I was collecting things through bookstores or ordering things online. And so my small collection became the basis for what was then called the Black and Lesbian Archive, which was a placeholder because I couldn't think of a name that would always have its arms open, you know, a name that we wouldn't have to change every two or three years based on how people were identifying. And so in 2013, I renamed the collection the In the Life Collection. And so In the Life, for those who don't know, was a derogatory term for people who were in the street, street life, pimps, prostitutes, and that sort of thing. And it included queer people. And Joe Beam, Joseph Beam, appropriated that name, reappropriated, dusted it off and said, okay, here's a name that we can use. <laughs> um, and it became, in the instance for the In the Life anthology, the name of the anthology. And I felt Joe, he is a guide for the kind of person like me where you just start something because you see a need there shouldn't be simply a Black collection in a white collection. There should be other Black collections because there's context. And that's why the Schomburg works for me, because there's an international context and there's over 400 plus years of materials there. So, for example, if you wanted to see something like the Stormy DeLarverly papers, right? Stormy DeLarverly reportedly threw the first punch at Stonewall and was um, a cabaret singer, traveled with uh, Jewelbox Review, which was a... Um, a drag show, and Stormy's papers were actually being thrown out the window because she had been tossed out of the uh, Chelsea Hotel where she lived. And two of her friends saved some of that material, which actually eventually came to the Schomburg Center. And so if you wanted to see what Stormy DeLarverty had in relationship to uh, the 60s and 70s, the kinds of photography, the kinds of other um, drag shows, you could go to the Manuscripts and Archives Rare Books Division, look at the In the Life materials there. You could also go to the Photographs and Prints Division. There are different ways of thinking about and considering someone's life and context within an institution that collects people of African descent specifically. I am a person who believes that you deserve the benefit of your own story. 
meaning that whether you do journaling, whether you collect things or what have you, something that tells the story of your life, oftentimes we get so wrapped up in doing it that we don't really reflect on how far we've come or how we've changed over the years based on where we worked or lived or who we were with and so forth. And so I'm an advocate, a memory worker in that way. We hope that you join us for this exploration into the history that queer and trans folk have created, salvaged, and transformed over time. Making Queer History Public, made by the American Social History Project at the CUNY Graduate Center, with funding from Humanities New York. Coming to Spotify, Stitcher, Google Play, and Apple Podcasts, September 2021.